Good morning. My name is Will Ernest. Our first scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Hear now the word of God for you and for me. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like the wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and it was a great fall. Good morning, my name is Eliza Dolan. Our second scripture comes from Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. Here again, the word of God. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together, spiritually, into a dwelling place for God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'd like to welcome all the children who are worshiping with us today. At this time, if you'd like to participate in godly play with Miss Katie and Miss Marianne, you are welcome to depart the sanctuary. And as the children are leaving, I'd like to welcome our first senior speaker, Sam Oppenheimer. Good morning, everyone. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is uh, Sam Oppenheimer. I'm a senior at Johns Creek High School. My family has been a part of the First Presbyterian Church uh, for 70 years. My dad, my dad grew up in this church just as my brother and I did. At 14 months old, I was baptized by Dr. Worth here in this church, and my mom continues to tell me the story about how I was locked in the car with the keys after my baptism. Uh, so she continues to tell, remind me about how that story went apart, and the best part was when the firemen had to come and rescue me outside the, out the car. Um, so we, li we live in Johns Creek, it's about 30 minutes away, so growing up I would always complain about having to drive a long way to come to church, um, drive all the way down to Midtown every Sunday morning, though now being a senior, I, I realize how special this church is to my family and I, and one of the cool things about growing up in this church is the lifelong relationships with the people all around the city that you, that you meet and grow strong, strong growing relationships with that you'll have for the rest of your life. And, uh, with the people, it, it's cool to get out of the Johns Creek bubble that I live in down down the suburb a little bit, uh, which so I look forward to coming down the church every single week. So I'm going to talk about Matthew uh, 7:24. So the verse talks about how how wise man who built his house on rock because he listened to God's word and advice, whereas the man who does not listen to God's word and does not seek God's wisdom, his house will crumble. Uh, I have built my family. I've put my life on God's rock and foundation, and I've learned um, how special the people and leaders are in this church and how they've made my faith so strong 
being at this church throughout my whole life and that God has a plan for me and he's building a path, uh, a foundation for my life that I'm so very thankful for in this faith that he's, he's built for me and my life and my family. Um, so my, my, Sunday te- my, my Sunday school teachers will tell you that at a young age, I, I would come into Sunday, Sunday school and talk about how much I love football and it's my passion, my dream's always been to play college football. So I know God has mapped out a plan for me and it's for the best. And so I plan to attend Army West Point next year to play football. It has been a dream of mine and God has mapped out that chapter for me. I never thought that I would uh, be attending a United States Military Academy, but it, it is God's plan and it's what's best for me. And I think it's, he's setting me up for a foundation of a great life and I'm very excited and it's been ups and downs and I've had to trust God through the whole recruiting process with, uh, with coaches calling me and toying with my future, whether, whether that was the right place for me, if not. And I'm just so very thankful for the path that God has made for me and very excited for the future. And I, I'm gonna need him when I lose my hair. Not, not quite excited about that. That's going to be someone we need him for. Uh, so I just want to thank this church and this community for everything they've done for me and my family over these long past, lasting years of my entire life. And I look forward to the next chapter, and this will always be my home. Thank you. Hi, how are y'all doing? Um, Hi, I'm Sadie, and I've been a member of this church since elementary school. Um, I'm a senior in high school at Atlanta Classical Academy, and I'm getting ready to go to Roanoke College in Salem, Virginia. Um, If you don't know anything about Atlanta Classical Academy, it's a small school um, with 32 people in my um, graduating class, and I have uh, switched schools three times in my school career, Um, and because of that, I've chosen to go to Roanoke due to the small population in the community I had been given. And when I was new to ACA, it was 2020 in the middle of COVID. Um, going in as a sophomore to a school where everyone had already had friend groups, and I thought it would be hard, but to my relief, it wasn't. And I fit right in, and all the teachers had known me my name. And honestly, like the same with the church community. Um, they have watched me grow and stay with my school, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, And building meaningful relationships in your community is important. And God is a rock and puts a community of people together um, with common interests. And our church interests being God's love and um, our love for um, one another. And an example of the church watching me grow is when we all got confirmed three years ago. It was we all... Um, came together once a month and got together. And at the end, we were to write a speech. And that was a big step in my faith journey. And as I stated, I've been going to this church since elementary school. And confirmation, it was a big step in my faith journey. And the church was by my side for that. And I remember every summer, the high schoolers of the youth would go to Montreat, um, the mountains in North Carolina, and join hundreds of other youth from other Presbyterian churches to worship God and have fun together. And never forget one powerful night when we all share various um, vulnerabilities um, that we were carrying within our life. And, and honestly, it felt like a safe space. It felt like a safe space for everyone and everyone praying for everyone and being there. Um, it's really what community is all about. And that um, was really important to like know that you have God as your rock and that he's going to be there. 
And I, once I go on to college and all, I just will remember that everyone is carrying um, burdens and always have that firm foundation and understand to go on and go forth with that. So yeah, thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mary Hollis. I'm a senior at North Atlanta High School, and I will be attending the University of Georgia in the fall. Go Dodgers. I've been going to first pres since before I could walk. When I look around at all these faces, I know it's one of the many times I have in my 17 years at this church. Yet, I know that part of my next chapter when I go to college, unfortunately, means that I will be seeing this loving congregation less. There's so much I can thank for the impact this church has had on me as I grew up. The opportunities to learn, grow, and feel the love of God are so evident within this church. Um, when I think of what was the catalyst for why I was so inspired to make this place a second home is when I went on my first mission trip with First Pres. I was only 11, and I honestly had no idea what to expect when traveling to rural Kentucky. Each day, we had a new project, whether that ranged from planting a garden or sort spending hours sorting through clothes. We also spent a lot of time bonding as a group, and it was one of the first times I got to really connect with all the people that are sitting next to me today and learn how accepting, encouraging, and fun they all are. However, my clearest memory from that trip was meeting David, a young man that while dealing with sickness had one request that we paint his house Kentucky Wildcat Blue. Later in the trip, we found out that he had to be rushed to the hospital, but his mother told us that he said God spoke to him last night and showed us his house in heaven that we painted Kentucky Wildcat Blue. When I think back to that, it reminds me of the incredible ways that God moved and used me on that mission trip. Those are moments I held close as I went through confirmation and became a member of this church. To describe the connection I felt after Kentucky can be said through Ephesians 19 through 22. Because through all our hard work, we became a dwelling through God's spirit. So each time I am here in this community, I know that each element of the church is working together to create a foundation for anyone. Even in the times where I lost touch with myself in the world during COVID, I always knew I had a strong foundation in FPC. Another example of this foundation includes the ski trips that we would go on as a youth group. When I first went, I did absolutely nothing to prepare or even come to the realization of how difficult it might be. And trust me, it was very difficult. But the point is, um, um, despite the fact that I can barely go down to blue, the point is that each, during each ski trip, I would always think back to Joshua 1, 1 through 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I knew God was always with me as well as the foundation of the church there to help me better myself during these trips. This past ski trip, I remember feeling a large emotional weight as I realized it might just be one of the last times I ever ski or spend that kind of quality time with FPC. I really realized overall how blessed I was to have those chances with my church to travel, to connect, and feel so much closer to God because I know not everyone is lucky to have that at such a young age. As I, um, I also know that if I did not have this strong foundation, then I would not have the courage to be standing up here today. As I take in this congregation one last time, I won't forget all the people who are part of my church family today and how grateful I am to have this support system as I go on to my next chapter. Amen.
morning, everyone. My name is Anna Claire Cables, and I'm a senior here at First Prize. I've been going here all my life, and now I'm planning to go to UGA um, for college, so go dogs. Um, the piano piece I played this morning for the prelude was composed by Norwegian composer uh, Edward Grieg. He once wrote that it was his life's dream to set nature to sound. And through his work, he portrays nature as an allegory for human nature. It's a celebration of the wonderful complexities of God's creation. In this piece, Grieg uses a lot of dissonant chords that used to be thought of as demonic and were usually not used. For example, Thank you, Jens. <laughs> um, but during the Romantic era of music, they were used by composers to depict loneliness, sorrow, or grief. It opened a whole new language of expression that is just as beautiful sounding as the rest of the era's music. This piece is a mixture of sorrowful and joyful sounds, and that combination is what makes the effect of the piece so beautiful. I use this piece as a metaphor for the life that God has given us. Life is both calm and stormy, but with a house on a rock, you no longer worry about the ground collapsing underneath you. Rather, you can wait for the storm to pass, knowing that God is with you. There is a strong connection between my fascination with music and my connection to God. Coincidentally, I've learned almost everything I know about music within the walls of this church, thanks to FPC's Fine Arts School. I think there's something to be said about that. I have always been in the presence of God when learning how to express myself and the musical stories of others. I've learned how impactful music is in connecting a congregation with a common emotion or experience, and that is a very special gift from God. This church has given me a place to apply my music into worship and build upon my foundation, and for that I am so grateful. In the beginning of summer of COVID, not only was I navigating a global pandemic, but my dad also began his battle against cancer, and I had a lot of questions for God. Why cause so much pain? Why make good people suffer? My foundation in God became shaky. I could feel the rock begin to crumble beneath my house. Throughout this time, I found myself composing music to express my frustrations and my confusions with God. And each time I voiced my frustrations through my music, God answered me by reminding me of the many gifts of life and that those gifts would not stand out if it weren't for life's heartaches. The church has been extremely instrumental in strengthening my and my, my family's foundation throughout this time instead of our foundation in faith crumbling. While I learned to worship God through music in the church, my dad strengthened his foundation through the Samaritan Center and the Stephen Ministry. So shout out to them. But not only this, it is clear that the church has been my safe haven in so many other ways too. Each mission trip, youth group, and service trip has built my foundation stronger and stronger. I find it pretty remarkable that each time I'm faced with a challenge in my life, the discussion at church seems to re relate exactly to what I'm struggling with. And each time I go home with a new perspective on how to face the challenge ahead of me with the help of God. One trip that's always been transformative for me is our annual youth trip to Montreat. The week where the youth group drives up to the town of Montreat in North Carolina for the youth conference every summer is the best week of my year. From worshiping in the midst of nature and new friends to games and dinners we have with our youth group and other youth groups, I always return home with a stronger foundation in faith than I had before. 
My family and I are so thankful for the church and showing me that through all the joyful and the sorrowful times, God walks with you. With the help of this church, my foundation in faith has been built from the day of my baptism right over there. And it, helps me, it has helped me develop the ways in which I connect with God, worship him, and meditate on the gifts he's given us. I'm confident that with this foundation, I can face any type of storm with strength and stability. I'm so glad that I can take that with me to college and into the rest of my life. My church life has deepened my understanding of why both joy and sorrow exist. That is what creates the most beautiful music, the music that truly reflects God's gift of life. In the end, the contrast of good and bad experience is what makes the music beautiful. Amen. And now for our offering. In the midst of life's highs and lows, God is there. There are lots of different ways we can give back to God as God has been so generous to us. If you choose to do so financially, you can use the QR code in the bulletin or you can drop it off in the offering plate as the ushers prepare to come forward. Let us now return to God, a portion of what God has given us. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we offer these gifts and offerings to you, trusting that you will use them for your will and purpose. May they be a reflection of our commitment to serve you and make a positive difference in the world as young people dedicated to your cause. Bless these gifts and bless us as we seek to honor you with our lives. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. My name is Zach Spangler. And before I get started, I would just like to say standing up behind the pulpit is awesome. You get to lean on it and your pages are all out. This is really nice. Um, thank you to Will for reading from the book of Matthew. And for any of you that uh, zoned out, what we find in today's reading is that the church is the rock that we can depend on. Through our personal rains and floods, it is our unified belief in the gospel that provides us foundation. Throughout my life in the church, I've been able to develop long-lasting, meaningful relationships with those around me. Through Sunday school, the annual camping trip, and every youth event, the church has surrounded me with influ influential peers devoted to grounding me and flourishing my growth. Now, I've been on this planet for a whopping 18 years and coming to this church just as long. And just like everyone else, I've experienced change. Through these shifts, there are very few things that have remained stagnant. Schools have changed, friends have changed, even sports have changed. At points, these minute alterations can add up, and much like a violent flood, too difficult to confront, the chaos can seem too much to bear. For me, this chaotic time was the thick of quarantine. As a sophomore in high school, the shutdown occurred at the time when I'm supposed to be trying everything out and figuring out who I am. I spent a lot more time at home and frankly got more sleep, but during this period, I felt underextended. I was living a sedentary lifestyle, stuck behind a computer screen, only momentarily interrupted by the grace of clubs and sports, which had been altered to new guidelines. I know this was a common theme among everyone, but watching everything shut down and seasons come to an end, it was hard to find motivation. I couldn't depend on my previous activities to provide some type of outlet or normalcy in my life. One of the few things I found I could count on that has remained an integral part of my life has been First Pres. During COVID, getting up on Sunday was certainly not the same, but watching the services online was the hint of regular life I needed. 
I was reminded of the strength of our community as I saw the little live viewers button jump into the hundreds. I was ecstatic to see similar faces when we resumed in person, as returning to regular services felt like a long-awaited release of a movie hyped up through trailers online. I think the reason that many of us have such a great connection with the church is not only because we've been here so long, but I've noticed that few places offer the same sense of community. For example, I've been told this story just about every Christmas that long ago I decided to disrobe from my shepherd costume in the middle of the Christmas pageant. But it wasn't just any Christmas pageant because my mom was the director that year. Um, thankfully, I wasn't smited from the heavens or banished from the congregation for this. On top of the forgiveness offered, the many of us that grew up just down the hall share memories of little things, like Mr. Brewer, who taught us to stick it to the man and that Pharaoh needs to let my people go, <laughs> or how it was a rite of passage to get to slide down the table at Sunday school. Because we've been a part of this family so long, I can say that it's all these details that bring us closer together and have allowed for such a community to blossom, a community that comes together around the same stories of faith and creates new meaningful memories together. Of all the wonderful church groups and events, there's been one sect in particular that has been my deepest foundation. For me, that is a wonderful group of dads and children that have been the attendees on the annual camping trip. The members of the church brought together some of the world's finest individuals to the East Coast's most beautiful campground to make some of our favorite memories. For roughly the past 12 years, each iteration feels it only gets better and better, and frankly, I'm not sure I'll be able to stop going. While the numbers have been dwindling, some of my best friends have been made late at night sharing our stories around the campfire. I'm extremely thankful that the church has given me numerous opportunities like these to dig deeper into my relationships with my church family. I know that I have become the person I am today and am where I am because of these bonds. I have felt the connection with my church and with my family throughout my life and plan to continue this dependence in the following years. I'm thrilled that I'll be spending the next four years of my life, not only at the home of the Ramblin' Rex, go Jackets, but I'm thrilled that I'll be closer to my church, my preschool, and my family. I must warn you that my attendance may not be as consistent as possible, but I know that First Pres will be here when I come back. I know that no matter how long the hiatus or wherever I end up going, the foundation of Peachtree and 16th will be my rock as long as I need. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, before I get started, I want to say just a huge thanks to Ben and Rachel for being such amazing youth group leaders. I mean, come on. They have been with all of the seniors. They've both been with us for at least two years and four years with Rachel. You guys have been so um, huge in our like high school growing up process, and we just cannot thank you enough for all the work that you guys do for us. So yeah, thanks to you guys. Um, Please excuse my voice this morning if it sounds a little rough. I just got back from the Taylor Swift concert about a few hours ago, so that's the reason. Um, but besides that, my name is Maggie Council, and I'm currently a senior at Shambly High School. And I've been attending this church since I was basically born. Practically, yeah. <laughs> when Rachel first gave us these passages as options for scripture readings we could preach on during our coveted senior sermon, I couldn't help but smile as she strung each word of the text onto the next. I was shocked that two passages written thousands of years ago could so accurately convey the ways in which I feel about this church in 2023. 
No matter what, when I walk into this sanctuary, I can always rely on the stained glass around us to, to reflect a beautiful light on the floor in the mornings. I can also rely on the stars above us um, that I used to count during the recited scripture readings. And I can even rely on hearing the church pews squawk back at me when I adjust my seating during a long sermon. It is truly a blessing to get to sit in such a historical and stunning sanctuary like this one every Sunday and worship our God. But if something were to happen, God forbid, to this beautiful building and all of the pews, the stained glass and the stars came down with it, I would have no fear that our church would still stand. As Matthew and the Ephesians writers stated, it is not the physical elements that bring the holiness into our community, it's the people. When a church community is built on solid, holy ground like this one, even the toughest winds aren't competitors to its foundation. It's this strong foundation of people that has allowed me to stay strong during the testy winds of my life that have tried to push me down. When I look at the last 18 years I have lived, I have been to five different schools, going to my six in a few months, go dogs. Um, I have traveled to eight different countries. I have changed what I see my future career path being more times than I can count. I have gone from being certain I wanted to be a surgeon during my Grey's Anatomy phase to full-heartedly believing that I would be the president one day. Additionally, in my almost two decades, I have questioned my faith often and at varying levels throughout these past 18 years, starting off originally with questions like, what does it mean that Mary was a virgin and why do we keep saying that word, to questions more recently like, why do awful things like global warming, discrimination, violence, and war all occur in the so-called world that God deemed as good? When these doubts of mine arise, which has happened more frequently as I have grown up, I feel uncertainty in my faith, almost as if my per personal church is crumbling. However, there has always been one thing that has kept me firm in my standing, which is being a W-A-K, or a WAC for short. The acronym WAC, for those of y'all who aren't hip or aren't me because I made it up, um, stands for being a weekly attending kid. Being a WAC at this church has been one of the most gratifying experiences of my life. Forget that Taylor Swift concert. Through my years of weekly attending this church, I have gotten the absolute honor to play the previously questioned Virgin Mary in our children's Christmas pageant. Um, I have gotten to see VBS in its entirety, from being a VBSer to a VBS volunteer-er. I have gotten to hold my, my own candle up in the Christmas Eve service for the past 13 years, all on my own. The first five I wasn't allowed to for some fire hazard reason. I have gone from admiring all of the old kids that get to go to big kid youth group to now being a few months away from aging out of being one of those big kids I once admired. Being a whack means that whatever may happen in my week, the good, the bad, or the ugly, each weekend on Sunday mornings and afternoons, I get revived with a sense of comfort and strength through seeing and talking with the familiar faces of this congregation and especially with the youth surrounding me. Now, before all the older people in the room start thinking they've aged out of being a whack or they couldn't be a whack now because they've lost their opportunity, I'm here to tell you that you are wrong. Um, in order to convince you, I want to circle back around to what it means, a whack, to, what it means to be a whack once more. My weekly attending kid phase started similarly to the other youth you see in this service with weekly attending at an early age. Originally by force, but eventually with time, our attending became a chosen action. However, being a whack can start at any age, bounded by a parent or not. The childlike spirit is what makes up a whack 
and what will keep our congregation strong in the years to come. When Jesus said, let the children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, there was no age limit on how old those children were. He welcomed all who considered themselves as such. In order for our church to remain strong on the foundation of the people, we need wacky members. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, <laughs> we need wacky members who have bright, youthful ideas and spirits like those children Jesus called. So in order to do this and maintain that wacky spirit, I leave you all with four things to consider to bring more youthfulness into your life and the life of this church. Number one, don't be shy to bring out your inner childlike boldness from time to time. Number two, always question what you think. Three, serve your fellow members and neighbors in fun and fresh ways. And four, sing loud, proud, and pitchy on Sunday mornings. Um, the childlike spirit is the backbone of what being a whack is and what will keep our church strong in the years to come with no worry of its stability. For as the queen, Taylor Swift put it, cause darling, it was good, never looking down, because right there where we stood was holy ground. Thank you.